Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way, and that is by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they do this, but they never deliver on their promises, and you need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Klaviyo comes in. Klaviyo helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. And that's why 10,000 innovative brands, including all of our clients at Wavebreak, have switched to Klaviyo. Now, What's the secret to building those customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docu-series to find out and unlock exact marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going all year round. Just head over to clavio.com slash beyond BF for more. Link is going to be down in the show notes below. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Waybreak Podcast. Super excited to get this episode going. Um, it's a little bit different because it's me taking the wheel, and I'm going to be going into. I'm just going to be exposing a little bit more about myself because the listeners have been growing, and it's super exciting. And basically, what I want to do is open up and share with you a little bit about my life. So if you guys are new to this podcast, I'm the host, Dylan Kelly. And every week on the show, typically I'm interviewing somebody who's, you know, at the top of the game in e-commerce. And today that person just happens to be me. Um, (laughs) But anyway, after I give myself, you know, the most hyped up intro ever. If you're new here though, I run a company called Waitbreak and we help e-commerce stores Stop leaking revenue with done for your email marketing. And basically what we do is we completely take over your email marketing and manage it for you and turn it into a top revenue driver for your brand that it deserves to be. And the reality is email marketing is a time-consuming pain in the butt. And the worst part is that as soon as you set it up and as soon as you send an email, you know, you're just treading water because you have to send another email tomorrow or you have to send another email next week or maybe you scheduled all of your campaigns a month in advance well, you got to go back and then you got to schedule the next month and the next month and then your flows look going to get stale and you got to update those and test those and so on and so forth. You know, it's just a lot to do. And so at Waybreak, that's a problem we solve. We take over your email marketing and we manage it for you. And if you want to learn more about what we do, you can learn more at wavebreak.co. Link is down in the show notes below. And if you're dealing with a MailChimp Shopify issue and you're ready to make the upgrade to Klaviyo, I mean, they're obviously a wonderful sponsor of this show. But if you want a fully white glove, migration. We can also help with that. So go ahead and learn more at waybreak.co slash MailChimp. We have a whole case study on how we were able to move a client from MailChimp over to Klaviyo. And as a result of our process and the things we did, they were able to see a revenue increase of email revenue increase of 4x. So they 4x their email revenue as a result of our process and our migration. And you can learn more all about that at waybreak.co slash MailChimp. And if you want to learn more about what we do as a company, you can go to waybreak.co. And I'm also going to have a special gift for you guys that's email related at the end. But first things first, um, I just want to set the frame of this episode. So obviously, you guys listening to this, you're either a business owner or you're a marketer, you work in e-commerce probably, or you want to work in e-commerce. But I will say there's probably one thing in common, unless you're you're a master 
productivity person uh, who's figured it out, you probably have a never-ending to-do list. And it feels like there's always so much to do. And the thing about productivity is that, and this is something I've been studying a lot recently because I'm like, how can I be as efficient as possible? How can I create the life I want? Because so many of us get into this line of work because we want freedom. So whether it is maybe you have kids or maybe you don't have kids, but you want freedom. So you want freedom to go to your kids' recital, take your kids to school to do things. Maybe you just want to spontaneously, you know, go on a bike ride for an afternoon or your friends want to do something or something. You know, we all started our business and one of those goals is freedom. So financial freedom and also freedom to manage our time. No boss being down our neck. Then we start these companies and now all of a sudden we have team members reporting to us. We have orders that don't get fulfilled if we let go things like that. And it's just, it's easy to get caught up in everything. And then you get stuck with this never ending to do list and you finish a work day and it's like, you didn't even make any progress because you're not moving forward. And it's just like, oh my goodness. Like you get to this point where like, for example, we talked about recently on the podcast, somebody like Abby Walker, it's like, you know, you get to this point where it's like, you're almost demotivated in your business. I mean, she got kind of demotivated for other reasons. But you know, you get to this point where it's like, you could even be making good money, your business could be profitable, it could be growing. But then you want to shut it down. And I was kind of in a similar position over the winter. Um, I was in this place where it was just like, it just felt like, you know, I was treading water. And it was just like, not as fun as it used to be. And basically, it just like I had this never ending to do list and like all this pressure when really it's like I created this business to, you know, live my life and to do my own thing. And you probably, you know, came from similar circumstances. But the, but the, the lucky thing for us is that there's people out there and you've even heard some of these people on the podcast who don't work a lot. They're not working 16 hour days, they're not working 12 hour days. And a lot of them aren't even working eight hours a day. They're working even less. And their businesses are still growing. Nothing's burning down. Nobody's freaking out. Uh, (laughs) Their incomes aren't dropping, you know, in half. Everything's okay. And today I'm going to be sharing you a few strategies I've used in my own business to increase my productivity. And that brings me to point one, because there's a difference between what productivity is and isn't. Because the reality is this, we can only do so much work in a day. We only have so much energy that we can do. So we can only do so much no matter what. And so a lot of people look at productivity as this thing where it's like, okay, how can I smash as many things as I can in a day? Or how can I, you know, sleep less and eat less and do everything I have to survive and just work all the rest of the time. And I used to be one of those people. But the thing is productivity, you can only get so fast and so efficient at things. And then we start throwing more things on our plate. And before we know it, we're in this place where instead of having four things to do, now we have eight things to do. And so we got faster, but we still have more things to do. And that's a really bad place to be, but that's what a lot of people think productivity is, but that's really not what productivity is. So I'm gonna give you some specific strategies that I've used to really you know, increase my productivity and be more productive. And I've asked a lot of people, like I know a lot of people who are extremely productive and they're really good at getting work done. And they always seem to be having a good time doing their work. So I asked them for some tips. And these are tips that I didn't just ask them for, but I asked them for and I implemented them myself. Um, So I'm speaking from experience here. I'm not telling you everything. I'm not going to tell you anything that I don't do. Like I I don't teach what I don't live. Um, That's a fact. So you can be confident that I've tested these things and they work for me. And that's what I would encourage you to do. Test these things. 
so many times we get in these places where we're unhappy with our current reality. And the truth is we haven't really optimized for it. We haven't tested. It's like, oh my goodness, like I'm not sleeping. It sucks, whatever. And it's like, well, what have you done to improve it? You haven't been sleeping for a year. And it's like, well, you know, I kind of tried this, kind of tried this, but like you didn't really commit to trying a bunch of different things. Like if you would have tried a ton of different things by now, you would have optimized and iterated to the point where you know how to sleep. Um, or maybe you're right around the corner if you have been doing that. So all you got to do is really just test these things. And these things aren't rocket science. It's just really simple things. And the first one is so simple that it involves literally doing nothing. And this is what I'm going to call dropping the ball. Just don't do it. <laughs> so we have these things on our to-do list. Like before you do something on your to-do list, ask yourself like, what would happen if I don't do this? Because often in our minds, we act like, these things that we have to do are like the most important thing in the world. And then if we don't do it, we're going to die or whatever. But the truth is, if we drop the ball, what we find, and this isn't my quote, I forget who I stole this from, but if we drop the ball, a lot of times we think it's this glass ball that's going to shatter. But a lot of the times, it's going to bounce back. So there's things in your life that you're doing that you can just let go of, and you're not going to experience any consequence. And one of those things that's, that's a really good thing that you can drop the ball on is email. You can just not reply to email because here's the secret about email that nobody tells you. How do you get less email? Send less email. Because when every time you send an email, you give somebody the chance to reply to you. So if you don't have to reply to it, don't reply to it. Even if it might feel rude to you, or like, oh, I got to say thank you. I got to say this. Like, no, your thank you is just not, not giving that person another email. Just think about it. Do you want another email? Probably not. Unless it's an email telling you that, I don't know, maybe your company has been acquired for an insane amount of money or, you know, unless it's a really good email, you probably don't want that extra email. Just, I don't know about you, but even me, I have my inbox open in the background and I try to get to inbox zero every day. And I mean, lately that just hasn't been happening. So one secret I've been using is, and I noticed a lot of people have been using it on me too, is like, they just don't reply. And if it's really important, what somebody you do will follow up, but something really interesting starts to happen you'll start to notice that by checking your email less and replying less, people will start to figure things out on their own. So you ever get an email where it's like, hey, I really need your help with this. Can you do this for me? And then since you weren't there to reply, you're able to just, well, you just do nothing. And then you log into your email and you have two emails from someone. The first one is the one I just mentioned. And then the second one is an email that's like, hey, never mind, I figured it out. Right? Like you just save so much time by not replying. So that's one thing to do. And now this next point is kind of off a tangent of this, and it's to shut off distractions. Like you're never going to be able to get any kind of work done if you're split between email and Slack and your phone. And I don't know, maybe you got kids running around in your house or maybe you got a roommate or I don't know, maybe you're working in a coffee shop. If you have all these distractions going on, you're not going to be able to focus and do your best work. So how do you fix that? What do you do? Well, it's simple. You just shut them off. So literally close down your email, close down Slack, do what you gotta do. If you can shut off your internet, great. If you need to use one of those site blockers, do it. Uh, me personally, what I do is I lock my phone in a drawer or I'll go and I'll put it under my pillow in my room. I'll go stick it under my pillows and then it's like, it's, it's, it's a pain in the butt for me to get. Um, if you have stairs or something, you can you know put it downstairs while you're supposed to be working and then it'll be kind of a reward for your breaks. That's another thing that's really helpful is breaks. Like a lot of times people think, oh, I have to work, 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 work. But, 
But what actually could help you is if you work and then you split it up with breaks here and there because you give your time, your brain and your body just time to recharge and restart. Um, that's why like when you wake up, you feel so refreshed and ready to work, even if last night your brain was just completely dead from what you did. So that's another strategy. Shut off distractions. Um, there's a really good um, plug-in for email called Inbox When Ready. And what that can do is it's really simple. What it can do is just block your email. So let's say you're working on something. It's like, well, crap, now I got to go to my email to find something. Now, how many times have you logged into your email to find something, right? It's like, oh, I'm just going to look at this quick email. Next thing you know, you're like five emails deep. And you're like, oh my goodness, this isn't what I was supposed to be doing. So you go back to your work. And then you go back to your work. You're like, oh yeah, I was looking for that email. And then you go back and you get lost to your email again. And then before you know it, you just lost like 30, 40 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe multiple hours of your day. What all you had to do is find this email. But with this tool, Inbox When Ready, what's cool is you can hide your inbox. You can even send it to lock automatically certain times, uh, which is really useful. But I use this tool to hide my inbox because obviously I run an email marketing company. I have to go and find things from clients time and time again. But there's a lot of emails in there that are distracting and can pull you away from your core work. So block your distractions, get them, shut them off, turn off your phone, lock it away, close Slack, anything that can give you a pop-up notification. Really nothing is that urgent that people need to reach you like that. And if they do, they're going to get a hold of you one way or another. And most things can wait, especially in our business. Like usually everything is not that urgent. And even say, let's say worst case scenario, you know, for whatever reason, your whole checkout breaks. Five minutes is probably not going to make that much of a difference in your checkout's probably not going to break if you're on Shopify, and this is a Shopify podcast, so you're probably fine there. Um, so that's our first two, our first two points. So drop the ball and shut off distractions. And now you might be wondering, like, okay, well, like, when do I shut off distractions? Like, how am I supposed to answer email if it's supposed to be closed all the time? And that's where this is a good strategy. This next one, and it's called calendar blocking. And my personal story with this is for years and years. I've been hearing people say, listen, you got to block off your calendar. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, block off my calendar. What am I? I know how to work a to-do list. I have a to-do list. All I have to do is sit down and work through my to-do list and check it off. Why do I have to block it on the calendar? Like, what? But then, lo and behold, after this Christmas break, because it seems like every year after Q4, I'm like trying new productivity strategies, maybe just because, you know, it's e-commerce, we get slammed. Um, but I was like, all right, I'm going to try blocking my calendar. I'm just going to try it for a week. I tried it for the first day and it completely changed the way I work just by sticking what's in my calendar. I know exactly what I'm supposed to work on and when all of my work fits perfectly around any calls or meetings I need to take. And it's just a game changer. Now here's where it starts to get tricky. It starts to get tricky when you have to do something like check email. It starts to get tricky when you have other people on your team who are involved who need feedback from you. So how does that fit into everything? Well, that just that's just part of your calendar block, okay? So you log into your calendar, or when you go to set up your calendar, there's two main types of time to create, management time and creation time. And if you just started your store or you have a smaller store and you don't have a lot of people working for you, probably the majority of your time is going to be in creation, you know, creating your Facebook ads, you know, doing whatever you got to do. And the other part of your time is going to be management time. And the management time, this is important because so many people only fill up their calendar, and I'm guilty of this too, 
I filled out my calendar in the beginning with just creation time. So creating things. Uh, for me, it was like, you know, creating client campaigns and writing email copy and, you know, doing all the things I got to do. But there's other people I use to help me do that. For example, there's an extremely talented designer on my team who creates the most amazing emails and all these things. And I got to get back to these people. I got to sign them work. I got to QA their work. I got to, you know, help them if they have problems. So how does that work? How does that fit in? I have a management block every day management blocks, I guess I should say, that I use. And you can have the same one. So it's, you have your creation time and your management time. So you build it into your schedule. That way, you're good to go. So if anything comes up, it's not going to come up because you already dedicated part of your day to it. And when it does come up, you just throw it in that part of the day. So that's kind of that's the gist of it. And with the whole email thing, block that out as well. Make it specific. Give yourself 30 minutes. As much of something as there is, you're going to use. So if you give yourself eight hours to do a task, it's going to take eight hours. If you give yourself a day, it's going to take a day. If you give yourself an hour a day to answer email, that's plenty. I mean, unless you're doing your customer service emails, which you should outsource, um, you should either hire somebody, you can hire somebody in the Philippines using like onlinejobs.ph. You could use a service like Simpler. I had Vincent on the podcast from them a while back. You can go dig up that episode want to learn more about that you hire somebody in person part-time that's um and i'm going to get into more strategies on stuff like that like hiring people in a sec but for email it's just set two blocks one before lunch one at the end of the day that's it 30 minute blocks could even be less just get to inbox zero or just reply or at the end of the timer just stop that brings me to the next point which is set boundaries so going back to that point of if you have $100 to spend on a gift, you're going to spend $100. If you have eight hours of time to spend on a task, you're going to spend eight hours. It's the same thing with your work. If you tell yourself that you don't have an end work time, you're going to end up working from the moment you wake up, you know, from, for example, I know a guy who works from like 6.30 to like 10.30. I know a lot of you guys do this, probably. You wake up, check your laptop as soon as you get out of bed. Then you go on with your morning, you do your thing, and then you go to the office. If you have an office, you do your work, and then you get home, you eat dinner, and then you open up your laptop, you're sitting in front of the TV. Like You're always working, but the problem is you get your best ideas when your brain isn't working. You know, when you're in the shower, or for me, like I get a lot of my good ideas when I'm brushing my teeth, so I have to have my phone handy, but you don't give your brain to have those chances when you're just working all the time. So set a boundary. Maybe you stop working at 5.30. Maybe it's 6.30. Whatever it is, set a boundary and then stick to it. And when you have that boundary, what you'll see happen is pretty crazy. You end up getting all your work done right in time for that boundary because you said it. It's like, you got to get your work done by 5? You find, figure out a way to get your work done by 5. <laughs> this is how it works. So this last part ties back to the first thing I was saying, like what productivity is and isn't. So many think productivity is doing more of themselves and getting as much done as they can. But really, productivity should be like, yes, it comes down to your personal efficiency, but you can do so much more when you're focused on the important tasks. Everyone always talks about, oh, the $1,000 an hour tasks. That's what you need to be focused on in your business. Well, how the heck do you do that? How do you apply it? That's great advice, but how do you do it? So lately, I have been studying this book. A really good book on this is called Clockwork. It's by Mike. 
I'm not even going to try to say his last name, Michalowicz or something. Um, He's the guy who wrote the book Profit First, which is an amazing book if you want an idea on how to manage your finances better and know exactly how much you can spend on things. He has a book called Clockwork. And what he did was he studied bees. He wanted a more efficient way to manage his business. And he studied bees. And what he noticed was that, well, obviously, there is the queen bee. And the queen bee is the most important bee in the entire hive. And because of that, everybody else's job in the beehive is to serve the queen bee, is to protect her, to bring her food, to mate with her, and to do all these different things and and to keep the hive running. And so he looked at that concept and he thought, how can we apply this to our business? And so inside of all of our businesses, there is a queen bee role. It's the most important thing in our business. It has to do with our value prop and it's the hardest to train role. And what you want to do in your business is get it to the point where you're running that queen bee role solely. Let's face it. There's things in your business that you're doing that you could train a teenager to do. Maybe it's fulfilling orders. Maybe it's doing different things. It all depends on the stage of your business. But we often, as business owners, we think that, oh my goodness, I'm the best person at this. Nobody can do it better than me. I might as well just do it myself because I'm going to have to give this person feedback or Whatever it is, whatever our reason is, the only way you're going to grow and the only way you're really going to get your time back and the only way these people work these crazy work weeks where they basically don't work at all is because stuff is still getting done without them. And that's the next level of productivity. When you can take, and this is what he talks about in the book, when you can take a four-week vacation from your business, because if you take a four-week vacation from your business, that means everything pretty much has to happen without you. You know, ordering new products, running your marketing, running payroll, running all these things. Like all of that can be done by other people. And often we don't give enough people enough credit, but I'll tell you, I mean, this podcast has been downloaded thousands of times. It's downloaded thousands of times every single month. And it's been, oh, I mean, I guess it's been downloaded tens of thousands of times overall since launching over a year ago. And I'll give it to you guys. There's probably more than one of you who are smart, <laughs> Okay. And there's also people who are smart who are willing to do the work for you. And they're not as expensive as you think. And you don't have to hire them all full-time. They can be part-time too. You just find somebody locally. You can get a referral from somebody. Like one of the best people, like some of the best people I work with are, I mean, they're just contractors. And they're not just contractors. I mean, they're a very vital part of my team. But they're not somebody full-time on payroll You know, I'm not paying benefits for them. I mean, they don't do 40 hours worth of work per week or anything like that, but they take things off my plate so I can focus on what's really important, which in my case is helping brands make more money with email, but doing the little things, uh, for example, you know, I'm trying to think of some examples. Like for me, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a designer. I'm good at design, but I'm not a graphic designer. So I have a designer on my team, like I was talking about, who she just crushes it. And she's so good at that. And when she's focusing on design, I can focus on the strategy and the other things. Stuff like that. Um, and in your business, start at the bottom. Make a list of everything you do and see what takes you the most time. And oftentimes, the thing that takes us the most time are some of the things that are the most easiest to take off our plate. Because they're just repeatable, manual, time-consuming things. That brings me to my last point. Like, email is something that's a time-consuming pain in the butt. It takes forever. And the worst part about it is that I think I'm pretty sure I was saying this in the beginning. I forget. I talk about email all the time. 
you finish it, and then you got to get started on it again. It's a never-ending workload. But what's nice is that email is something that you can easily delegate if you choose the right person. And at Wavebreak, we really master this process of coming in and becoming an extension of your team. And we're able to do this because we're not trying to be the biggest agency. We're not trying to be the fastest growing agency. We're just trying to be the best email marketing agency. And by creating these systems, not only can we get you results fast, and not only by working with a select group of clients instead of just working with everybody under the sun, I'm going to tell you today, I turned somebody away. And this isn't a small brand. This is a brand that's actually very popular. Some of you guys might even be wearing them. They're a denim company. They make jeans. They're in Stitch Fit. But they're selling, you know, millions of dollars a year. And the reality is they're just, you know, not everybody's a fit for what we do. And we're picky about who we work with. But that's how we're able to get clients the amazing results that you see on our website and our case studies and the the results that I talk about on the show. Because I'm picky about that um, and because we're not trying to be the fastest growing, we're not trying to work with everybody because... Obviously, a lot of agencies try to do that, and as a result, you get these people who are really timid and afraid to hire me and afraid to hire other people. And it's just, I mean, I've heard all the horror stories, right? You guys know. You might have even experienced it yourself. And that's what we're striving to build at Waybreak. And that's what we have built an agency that can come in and become an extension of your team, get an ROI, and just be a no brainer to work with. And one of the ways we do that is by nailing your brand and copy unlike every other company. And that's just because we have the systems to make it easy to come in and learn it. And we're able to take email off your plate and turn it into that extremely profitable channel, high revenue driving channel that it can be. Because without it, you're missing out on six to seven figures worth of revenue every year. That's not chump change at all. And if you're just leaving it on the back burner, if it's one of those things on your to-do list, your never-ending to-do list that gets just keeps getting longer and longer and the thing you don't do, the ball you drop is email, that's where we can come in and help. And instead of pitch you on a call directly, anything like that. Like, listen, we don't have to do that at all. This isn't a sales pitch at all. Um, you know, Waybreak's doing fine. And like I said, we're <laughs> really picky about who we work with. We're actually really busy right now, especially with all this MailChimp stuff. Um, but what I did put together was a checklist. And it's giving away all of our secrets. So it's called the e-commerce email success checklist. Basically, it's a whole list of everything we do for our clients. All you got to do is download the checklist and then go through it. Just It literally takes five minutes. Sit down, get this checklist. It's a PDF. I'll email it to you. Sit down with it next to your Klaviyo account, your MailChimp account, whatever you're using. And then think of the 80-20 rule. Like This checklist is going to show you the simple things that you can do in your email marketing to unlock that extra six to seven figures of additional revenue per year. Just go through, check the box if you have it, X the box if you don't, and it'll show you exactly what you need to do. And you can get that checklist at emailsuccesschecklist.com. That's emailsuccesschecklist.com. A link is going to be down in the show notes below. It's super easy. It's super simple. It's super straightforward. Doing the work to get it set up is going to be complicated, but we can help with that if you need it. So if you want to get that checklist, link is going to be down in the show notes below, or you can just go directly to emailsuccesschecklist.com. Like I said, it's just a five-minute summary of all the secrets that we do uh, for our clients. Like Really, we do nothing crazy, and we lay everything out in that checklist. So if you want to know our exact system or exact strategy, there it is. I'm literally giving it away for free. Um, So you can get that emailsuccesschecklist.com. And so that wraps up this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you got some ideas for being able to increase your productivity and remove yourself from work and do less. Really, that's part of my mission is to help you guys achieve freedom 
um, in your business because that's why many of us have started our companies. So without further ado, I'm gonna let you get on with your day and get on implementing these things. Your first action item, I'm gonna give it to you. Don't check your email from whenever you listen to this podcast to the end of your working day. If you listen to it in the morning and if it's nighttime, don't check your email till after lunch and see what happens. You might have a little anxiety at first, but if you give it a day or two, you're gonna be much better off. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this unique one-off episode. Let me know what you thought of it. Shoot me an email, dylan at waybreak.co if you have any questions. And I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And I hope it's a productive one. Now, listener, before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. You feel like you could be doing email better. You're not generating enough email revenue. And you feel like you're leaving money on the table. But you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or, or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list, or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak Method that, number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. Let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store, and they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You, you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how or, or what, what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge. And it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures uh, to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Wavebreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. -on -one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible and we can talk about how we can work together. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop. 